Hello, this is Richie, and welcome as usual to the Gusta Ali podcast. So, just join with me. I'm going to discuss the elites in made a return, Tony Khan's favoritism, CM Punk's toxic downfall that will include a guest, and plenty more. Dynamite Rampage review. You're going to see it right about now. Let's start with Dynamite. Let's start with the recap now. Alright, we have Castanelli Yuta defeating Jericho and Garcia when Castanelli pinned Jericho for the win. This was a pretty hard-hitting matchup between Castanelli, Yuta, and Jericho and Garcia. Yeah. So, in backstage, we had a Rene Paquette interviewing Danielson. He said he's frustrated that he lost to Jericho. Garcia turned on his back. Willier talking back to him. He said he's no problem with Garcia except for his stupid face and vlog. He will take all the frustrations on Sammy later on tonight. Yeah. Yeah, and Yuta shows up tense and rise between Danielson and Yuta. It gets a little tenser. Then Claudia said today's a good day, and after Dance taking care of business, he and Wheeler will sit down and handle things like adults. That was the segment with Danielson, Yuta, and Renee Pocad, and basically the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got photos of the Elite. And when the Elite disappeared, followed by AEW logo disappearing in the same fashion, it's telling us that without. Without the elite, there's no AEW. So that will. So basically, without the elite, there is no AEW. And you know, and later on, there will be more moves about CM Punk situation. And I will get into it. I will try to get in discussion with someone to talk to. That will be nice, interesting. Anyway, let's. Oh, one more thing. I. I will like I will do like a, a talk out with someone while CM Punk. That will be on the I'll put it on Twitter quickly as soon as I can. That'll be for later on. So anyone interested, let's continue. Uh, While well, I'm talking to myself lately, yeah, I'm sorry. Let's get into it. All right, Jericho says he will beat up all former RH champions. Doesn't matter where RH pure champions or RH women's champions. He proposed an upper challenge against any former RH champion next week. That's next Wednesday. You know why. We're gonna have a Dave we're gonna have an uh Davy Richards Loki uh anybody in the picture. AKB any for our RH champion. Call Cabana. That'd be good. So yeah. So let's go to it. Alright, we'll serve on a glory defeat FTR to become number one contenders for the AEW Tag Champions. In the ending of the match, Swerve Strickland low blows hardwood while the referee strapped it. follows up with a big bang catastrophe. So that was the match, and then the match. The guns hold Cash Wheeler ringside. Lee pins the hardwood for the win. So the post match, we got the the guns attack for TR, but the claim run the ring, chase them away. So that was the post match segment stuff. Yeah, with the guns showing themselves to be tough and gritty, basically like that. Uh huh. So backstage, Renee Paquette interviews Saria. Britt Baker. Shows up and as argued, Renee steps in, tells them they are going to talk about this, they will do it properly. Brit Breaker walks away, mm-hmm. basically like that. It's basically that segment. Brit Baker and Saria. Yeah, we're going to get more of that next Wednesday. So we got Renee Perquette interviewing NJF on stage. NJF said, Word mid comes to mind when he thinks that John Moxley does a hilarious Mox impression. He talks about. Winning an AEW World Championship clean, and by clean means relatively clean. So, NJF also said he promised one night only that he will not use a dynamite ring as a weapon for, at full gear. 
He says he has a chip on his shoulder. At full gear, he's fighting every single sorry scumbag. Whoever told him that he's not good enough, then take the chip and shove it down their throats when he becomes the AEW World Champion. Stokely Hathaway tries to show up. Says NJF wants Moxley 100% full gear. Probably not to lay a hand on him. Just smacks the microphone out of Stokely's hands and says he wants Moxley 110%. He threatens to fire Stokely if he eventually looks at Moxley, Stokely leaves, and Andrea finished the segment with catchphrase. Brian Danielson defeated Guevara. This was basically Guevara Danielson matchup. It was pretty good. Danielson had his moveset moments, you know. Honestly, yeah. Uh huh, yeah. Yeah, my teeth still hurt like hell. Like, my teeth are getting, like, fucked up. I want to get them removed, so. Alright, backstage, we had Ray Phoenix. They want to shot the AEW all at the champion. Then Christian and Luchasaur came in. Christian made it clear Luchasaur also want to shot the Atlantic champion. Cassidy popped up, books a triple threat match for next week. So, for next Wednesday, we got to have a triple threat all Atlantic championship. Jamie Hayter defeated Rio. This was a good women's match. Rio and Hayter duke it out. Rio being a young, hot Japanese girl, hater with thick ass, fighting it out. Who is gonna who's gonna be the top bitch? Yeah. So yeah, the post match, Tony Storm appears next start on stage, stares at haters, so we probably get hater versus Storm for the AW Women's World title full gear. I predict that. So we go backstage, Marquette reviewing King Kingston. Eddie says great and wonderful, having a blast while faking a smile. They say it's going hard for Monsley while expecting yeah, he expects Moxley to win tonight. And it goes further the story that Eddie Kingston can't control his anger. It might go up when he gets suspended. I see what's going to happen. Build to that. So now, John Moxley face defeated Penta to retain the AEW World Championship after hitting Paragon Shift, followed by Death Rider. During the post-match, the firm brutally attacks Moxley. Security rushes to the ring. Firm overpowers them. This was crazy. And then backstage, Marvez reported that the Blackpool Combat Club had been locked in a dressing room with a chain and cannot help Moxley. Andrea shows up with a conflicted look on his face. Andrea goes to the back, comes back, and runs to the ring. Yeah, mm hmm. So basically, he fires, Andrea fires Stoke halfway. Burn turns on Mark. Andrea, Ethan Page hit Andrea with Eagle's Edge. Yeah. 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 NJF tried to fight back, but number game is it too much for Morrissey to put NJF to a table. That was the post-match segment it, for the end of the show. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was straight up good. Uh-huh. Yeah, honestly. Now, here are my thoughts on Dynamite. Every match was high-quality, entertaining. The emotion and promos created intrigued curiosity. The big angle to close out left me scratching my head. It had me interested in seeing how the story plays out. This counts as a win for AEW in my book. One more thing, you know, with with Darby Allen, Jay Lethal, it was a bit forgettable, honestly. The segment was good, but the match, but but the segment was forgettable, honestly. Yeah, basically, it's gonna be Darby and Jay Lethal next week. Like Darby bringing a bring, not bringing anybody, but Jeff, like Jeff Jarrett. Like I mean, like Jay Lethal's bringing a friend. I see Jeff Jarrett coming out. That's most likely for next week. So we're getting Jeff Jarrett on Dynamite next week. That's what I see. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on Dynamite this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh huh. So, I hear some news from. Okay, here's some additional news. After that, we'll review Rampage. 
All right, C.J. Perry claims Muriel's absence and claims Tony Khan has his favorites. She appeared on Buster Road this past week. This week on Tuesday, Perry was asked to comment how Miro has joined his time in AEW all thus far. Really, he's unlikely satisfied to be crowned the AEW World Champion. This is what C.J. Perry said. She said, "I mean, I want to be champion." He said, "He said." She said, "So he's not really happy to be champion. I'm going to leave it at that." Despite formerly holding championship and going AEW, Miro's often appears prior across AEW Dynamite Rampage due to stock roster at Tony Khan's hands-on. Perry touched upon his frequent appearances, claiming that she believes Tony Khan's favoritism has planned his usage of Miro thus far, highlighting her husband's relationship with Vince Man during his time in WWE. And this is what again has she said, said again. I had a lot of opinions about this. Tony Khan's vision at the end of the day was real. I think it's an illusion that AEW, the talent book, the show, this is a definite conversation. Oh, you go, go, oh, there's going to become a way you made up. By the end of the day, he's booking the show no different than WWE. Just a different director, a different person of view. It's like compared to MC HBO at the end of the day, you still have an executive who's going to make the final clause what it is. Mm-hmm. Khan has his favorites, and he's going to push his face like Miss McMahon who pushed his favorites. Just like Hunter's going to push his people to show business, nothing personal. It is, I think, my husband's incredible. I feel Vince really followed him in the way, and I saw a hit head a lot towards the end of career differences. Vince wanted him as a villain, and Mira wanted to explore the new world. Time, honestly, time will tell, like, what future will hold for Brother Redeemer and AEW. Since we're, honestly, since Miro arrived in company, he's proving he's more capable of combat place in the main event scene. Thus, we hope he receives an opportunity to shine on the base stage in the near future. So, what I see is Miro's not being used enough, and it's hard for Miro because Tony Khan's favoritism, as honest, true. Yeah, Tony Khan has favoritism, it's hard to control. But that's Tony Khan, that's what he is. So, Miro's gonna have to work harder, never. So, yeah, that's why my opinion on this. Okay, we got, now here's another news. Okay, the Kingdom signed multi-year contracts, AEW following recent appearance. The trio of Canales, Banner, and Haven, known as Collective the Kingdom, recently made their AEW debuts during the right episode of Rampage. Toronto and team made a town of entire for the Royal Rage World Tag Titles, as Horton Rue reported five for Select, and to result, sales push for the Kingdom to be involved in our title tag talent division. Sure, the content fine FTL requests. During the time that initial appearance at AEW Rampage, Ben and Tate were still the Impact Tag Team Champions recently dropped the titles at Bound before taping. Now they're yet to air at the time. Fightful Select now provide insight to the field's contract staff while the departure on Impact. Knowing that whilst there are certain times to a deal with the company, Rampage personnel has changed. So this is from Fightful. On part of their first appearance, they weren't actually linked to contracts that they're told they had signed. Free sign a multi year contract, all the wrestling. So, prior to signing AEW, W removed your interest signing Taven with Five Slots on the Bennett and Council has both of their foreign employees in recent events. Being signed on their clear where offers are made. Despite opening about opening health around her or our division, Five Slots reported as a right. Canals is only contract to AEW. A recent AEW friends meeting, Canal joined Awesome Con, Brandy Rose, the only one had appeared in AEW Orange and WWE Impact New Japan. Yeah, so basically, basically, why I get this that the Kingdom, yeah, Kingdom, it was because of FTR that the Kingdom has signed multi year contracts to AEW. Mary Canal is, I don't think Canal, you think she'll book Ring of Honor? I, women's edition mostly, but I see it's happening. I want to see it more. 
Or, cause I, I guess WWE was interested in Taven, you know? Like, he was interested in Taven, but not AEW has him, so what will WWE do? That's, that's a big question for WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I say, like, the product is still shit. WWE's product is still shit to me. But that's just me, you know? That's what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go to the other news. Okay, this week, Wednesday, Omega Bucks reported backstage at Dynamite. Yeah, like, the Elite returned to AEW seeming close. So, basically, Omega and the Bucks has been missing from AEW since they're part of the suspended from the events that took place after All Out in September when the brawl broke out between the two sides of Elite and CM Punk. CM Punk events was me and Scrum. Up until very seriously, there have been a few updates on what's going on in the scene. It has been reported A Steel has been released and CM Punk will negotiate a buyout contract for the Elite members. The consistency of meaning that they would come back sooner or later, but there's nothing to indicate that. Late on AEW last night, like, I mean, Last night on Wednesday, like Wednesday night Dynamite, a video package of Elite played Dynamite. The first mention of the group said all the drama clearly indicated they're on their way back soon. Before the show was live, it was reported by Sean Russell. There's been the first time since the incident talk of Elite made their return to EW with one sort of time they could have immediately. In a report from PW Insider dropped while EW's live, Omega and Young Bucks were indeed backstage, actually. Many Quite weeks. It seems that all our drama has been met, make some progress with the elite now being back on TV. Many fans are hoping they're back ASAP. So, what I get from that, the elite has been coming, are coming back to, but they'll return full gear and we're gonna see, like, Penda, like, try, try, dive triangle and, and the elite face each other for the titles, or whatever. That's mostly like that. If, like, when the elite will mostly return to full gear, like, it will happen. Yeah, mostly the return is going to be at full gear. So, yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah. So, coming up, I will review Rampage, and, and after that, I'll review Rampage, more additional news. So, stay tuned for more. Stay tuned for Rampage about now. Okay, this is a Rampage recap now. We're there now. We got Moxley defeated Menard with by submission with Angelo Parker. Like after the match, Stoke Halfway comes out with a mic, telling him to cut his music, tells Moxley knew he's pissed off and he can't do anything unless he fights the Moriarty next week. They get a video pack to Moriarty before John responds, but the Moriarty over tells him he's in the wrong crowd to so beat him up in Baltimore next week. Pretty much that. Yeah, and yes, Moxley made Menard submit. And Angela Park was at ringside. So this is more of the firm Jericho's involvement. I mean JAS JAS involved. And you know, honestly, I'll see where it goes. We but in the end, NJF is gonna win the title. It could be a full gear or or at the revolution pay-per-view. So either way, this could be a good year for NJF. New year for NJF. Okay. Alright, we got Jay Cargill's video package we need to talk about. We saw Jay pulling up, pulls up, until Nyla she's going to make an example of her. We don't know what happened. Assuming Jay got her hands on Nyla. So next week she'll defend her title against someone. So that's what it is. And what I get for that, they're going to do the Nyla versus Jay Cargill at full gear. And this is going to be in a great, great matchup. We're going to have Jay Cargill. Facing off with 
Naya Rose. So yeah, that's gonna be a good good weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, Keith Lee versus defeated Sapanko by Pinfall. So basically Keith Lee came out for his match. The opponent waiting for the opponent was waiting for him. No signs of sneaky slurb in the corner tonight. Sapanko is his opponent. Four losses away for his hundredth in AEW. Keith hit a huge power bomb, that's all he she wrote. Yeah, that was the match. Like at like after the match, Siobhan hit the ring that Kate asked Kate Lee about being number one contender with a swerve for the tag belt before we could say a single word. Yeah, claim comes out, refute the rap because they're on business. They saw Billy God disappear, swear it might have something to do with it. Swear then appeared in a video on the big screen, kidnapped Daddy Ann, a long story story. Swear is gonna make sure Billy won't be ringside for a title match by breaking Billy's fingers. Keith looks disappointed in his partner. That's what I get. So it's gonna be we're gonna have the split between Swerve and Keith Lee. That will happen at full gear. I want to see that to happen. Mm-hmm. Big matchup. The JS promo. JS complained about losing a Dynamite at the show and pissed Jericho, so he's extending his ROH challenge. Any former champion at all? That was from Dynamite's promo. Mm-hmm. Tied in challenge Madison, and we're heading to that match now. Yeah, basically that that promo was from Dynamite. But anyway, Ty Mello with Guevara defeated Madison Rain by pinfall. The match should have been that long. She's not a good Madison's not a good wrestler. She's a good coach. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, that's what I, I think. Ethan Page interview. Lexi never asks what she what happened on Wednesday. Ethan blames MJF. Ethan says he'll be in an eliminator tournament. He'll beat and Mossley, which MJF will be able to do it at full gear. That's what I see from this. But I see like I'm gonna. See, I, I'm if if Ethan Page wins the tournament, then MJF is turning babyface for real. But if Ethan Page doesn't win it, then you know MJF is still a heel. So that's either one. It's a verdict. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Then the Mark Henry main event interview. Let's go to there. Henry asks Taven how he's gonna deal with Warlow instead of as we talks about Graves in the past. Warlow mocks him and says that he had powerbound people repeatedly. He promised to throw him an extra couple to welcome the king of the AEW. Then Memory says, look, there's been enough talk. Talk is time for the main event. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Warlow defeated Taven with Mike Bennett and Maria Canals Bennett by pinfall to retain the title. During the post-match, Bennett chop blocks the injured leg. Warlow beats him down to Samoa Joe makes the save, deals with him at ease. All of a sudden, power ups Hobbs heads out for the first time in weeks. Then, then it was from, then then let's the embassy appear from nowhere, top behind. Warlow joins, and we end the show with Warlow Joe being decimated. My thought, all right, that was the end of the show. Here are my thoughts. That was Rampage, yes, and that's what NJF said. The show was mid. It was a lot mid. So I'm hoping they'll get better for Rampage for next week. So I hope for that. And and refer to the rampage like the women's match was too long. That could have been short. Ty should have got the quick win. Madison Ray sucks as a wrestler. Like she should have stayed as a coach. She should not be wrestling. I don't know why. Tony Khan's a I still love Tony Khan, but he's occasionally an idiot. Um, anyway. At least he's not a triple nose man. Anyway. Rampage and the other matches, let's see. Honestly, the, the, the Cargill video package was pretty good. And it's Bill and Torres Cargill versus Nyla at full gear. I already tell you that. 
Swerve is turning heel on Keith Lee at full gear. That's happening. And the, I don't know, Moxley, either Moxley is going to stay heel or turn bait. I mean, I mean, NJ, will he turn heel or babyface? It depends on Ethan Page winning the tournament or not. If he wins, then NJF is going to turn babyface for real. But if Ethan loses and loses in a, in a round or something, then, like, then Ethan, then we can tell NJ, NJ is still a heel. So, that's going to be the verdict. So, let's see on that. Uh-huh. And, you know, honestly, I don't I never care for NXT. Like, it sucks. And I don't know why people watch NXT. You know what I'm saying? It's shit. You know, people could call me the AEW Gareth. But you know what? Gareth doesn't, I'm not a racist like Gareth. And I, I am not the domination in AEW. I am more. I respect AEW. Domination sucks. He can lick my ball sack. You know what I'm saying? Thirty words. Yeah. Fuck domination. And fuck. Mm, fuck domination. And fuck Gareth from Twitter. Fuck them all. Bye bye. Okay. Anyway. That was from Rampage, all that stuff, Rampage, and see, oh, let's get to the real nitty-gitty. The news, okay, the news, well, Jericho reportedly called CM Punk, cancel the locker room, all, 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 brawl, more details, CNC coming out, all the altercation, involving CM Punk, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, falling, AEW's all out. The CM Punk elite situation has been dragged out since early September. During this time, AEW has been wearing out many stars, roles involving altercation suspended, this has meant that the backstage leaders were uh, were needed. What are the names of reporting the Jericho? Alongside Moxie, Danielson has been a crucial attempt to restore some stability in the company. We got a new report from Fight for Select <coughs> that Jericho confronted Punk following the chaos on September 4th with their current RH World Champion, calling Punk cancer and detriment to the company. It's all reported that. P.M. Punk's responses, comments were not repeated verbatim, were along the lines suggesting it wasn't Jericho's business and I should leave. So now, so now basically, Jericho's convinced everyone that C.M. Punk is cancer, and that I agree, C.M. Punk is definitely cancer. He should leave the company. He sucks. And that's all I gotta say. Fuck C.M. Punk. He is shit. He's a cancer of the company. And Jericho's agreed. Let's go to the other news. AEW Top Star reportedly will not want to work with CM Punk now. It's fair to say that CM Punk is not too popular right now in AEW Locker Room. CM Punk is a controversial figure. Old Kish followed all has been amplified tenfold. Punk has been just won his AEW second AEW World Champion. Fifth infamously launched a verbal attack on AEW and an EVP's electrical brawl, which we discovered about. It's safe to say that what happened on September 4 caused a divide across the locker room. Various stories that you said about his allegations and finally wrapped up. It's seeing CM Punk will be back in the company anytime soon. Because, as they must say in a wrestling observer newsletter, and members of AEW roster want to work with Punk if they want to come back. They feel that Punk isn't work. That has to like, bring back to the stage roster that's moving Punk out of the company. After one year in the company, it seems that CM Punk is being phased out of AEW. Due to the nature of a wrestling world, so it'll happen likely Punk will be back inside the AEW ring. Yeah, it's most likely. Punk is not going to be in a wrestling ring anytime soon. But still, fuck CM Punk. Eat, eat shit. Alright, Sasha Banks reportedly still under contract with WWE. 
We have an update of merge regarding Sasha Banks' contract situation. It's been five months since we saw Sasha Banks in WWE. She infamously walked out of the company with Ty Party Naomi on May 16th episode of Raw. <coughs> Raw Women's Tag Team Champions. The belts were guiltily vacated to have been working on other projects or a time away from wrestling. We forgive her assuming that our events and only were done with WWE followers such as Dramag Pressure. There were moves that bears of pair were getting their release. You never confirmed that they melt to clarify the situation at Wrestling Observer Newsletter saying the band remain under contract with WWE. She confirmed still under contract with WWE, but then no word would she return and there was new hangups, no chance for a new deal. It's still still where Star returned to the company. She recently teased matches against some top star Japanese stars, but the contract situation means unlikely these will come to fruition. Alright, um there's another news. Juice Robinson and reportedly signed with AEW. The AEW roster is never expanding. You know, Tony Khan is only keen to add quality in the locker room and size are in the roster and all our talking point. <laughs> now two new stars will join Khan's ranks. AEW has ties with several, several other companies that strike deals to see and receive talent across different promotions. One star as we see Russell on Dynamite Juice Robinson, along with him, free agent Bandit also had a few appearances in AEW. Last long, last lulls in the Jericho and the ROH title man, Matt Johnson, Peter Vincent, Lee, and both men agreed to deal with AEW. This is from Mike Johnson. I can tell you that we officially heard that Bandit on Juice signed Raymond, I don't know, Link, I don't know, Tom, but they are officially going to be a company going forward. So, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Either the sales are yet to confirm any of these signings. Uh, fans can send excited about a bunch of matchups going forward. Yeah, that's pretty much that. Yeah, that's true. Here's the last bit of news. Apparently, Shawn Michaels told Perez that we're going in the deep end. This is what we talked about. Perez has though been obtaining an impressive amount of success in the world of wrestling. Even for a rival in NXT, spent time already first ever women's world champion. A successful stint in independence. As of debating, de- debating in the first half of 2022 on NXT's level up, for the former RH Women's World Champion will make her way to the brand form known as NXT 2.0. During a recent appearance on Mark Moe's show, Roxanne will look back how rapidly all the parts fell into place. This is what Price says. This is crazy because actually told me before, and you're going to debut for NXT level up. Oh, God. Alright. I did my debut next week. They call me like, you're making your NXT debut tonight. You were probably you were backstage, you were match. Okay, I remember Sean Max told me we're throwing a deep end. Yeah. Let's see you see a swim. Alright, he's she swam. Then Roseanne also about a regulation she had with Shawn Michaels and he says she says he's amazing, he gets so much confidence to go out there. They could trust me, anything they could throw at me. I go out there and have a good match, you know. Do the promo the live promo he has so much confidence when that's the real work with them. I used to watch me the song. Over again to work with him, but now, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Triple is now working with the main roster as well. Mm-hmm, that's what they talk about, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Rossette Perez Field, former friend, rival Jay, that NXT Halloween have a premiere live event. So, yeah, mm-hmm. like Roseanne's having a Roxanne's having a great time. Good for her, Roxy. Good luck, good luck, yeah. Essie still sucks. Sean sucks. Hunter sucks. Roxanne, good luck. You're gonna need it. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. Uh, Alright then. Thank you all. Now I will review. I will do a... Alright, one more thing. Oh yeah, I wrote one more thing about the CM Punk. I was supposed to get it. I was going to try to get a guest, but no one could have came forward. So I'm going to say something a lot, Punk. I'm going to do it myself. Yes, CM Punk is a cancer to the locker room. CM Punk is a piece of shit. He is a failure. He's a fucking cancer to the sh- to the company. CM Punk needs to go. And honestly, fuck CM Punk. You know what? I'm going to say it. Fuck AJ Lee. Or April Lee. He could suck his husband's balls. Go suck your husband's his old ass, bitter ass balls while you're at it. Bye, AJ Lee. Fuck off, bitch. And again, this is what this is Augusta Lee Podcast. I'll see y'all next Saturday as usual. Bye.